From Content360, this is the state of client acquisition. I'm very excited to be joined by Mark Firth uh, with special guest Frank Prendergast. Mark is a coach of mine, former coach, business development coach, helped me to get on LinkedIn and be very successful at that. Mark himself is has grown tremendously over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and he most recently relocated to Florida. He used to live in yep. Colombia. That's where that's where uh, he was when we met. Yep. And I've been working with Mark since uh, effectively since October 2019, I believe. That's when I signed Is it on. That long? Wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're like an old friend, Michael. Absolutely. Well, that's those are the, the best kinds of friendships that develop yeah. uh, that develop as a result of, of a professional relationship. So it's awesome. Great to have you. Uh, Mark, you do you want to quickly introduce yourself and then say what you do and how you've uh, recently developed uh, both in your personal way and professionally? Yep. Mark Firth, I run the business High Profit Consulting and we help B2B consultants and small consulting businesses to generate clients without being reliant on outreach and the content treadmill as their sole mm-hmm. route to market, which we may or may not have a discussion about today. I don't know, Absolutely. but I think it's mindset today, isn't it? But there we go. Yeah, we talk about mindset, but we definitely can cover that. That's actually quite mm-hmm. interesting. So when you work with your clients, what do you, what's your primary tactic? How, how do you do it when, if, if you don't do content and or outbound? Oh, you want me to jump in and answer that right now? Oh, yeah, I said, in, so they're not solely reliant. It's important to be yeah. able to mm-hmm. do that. But something that makes your outreach a lot more effective. Well, let's just, let's just, run, a, let's just run a basic example because I actually posted about this this morning. Let's imagine that you have a client on your LinkedIn messaging and you do not have their email. That means that you are reliant on the LinkedIn algorithm and our overlords Um, figuratively speaking, to show them your content when you do good content. You're reliant on them logging onto LinkedIn just as you send them a message before it gets buried below 20 or the cat's sick or, I don't know, they get their coffee or whatever. You're completely reliant on the platform versus somebody that has them on LinkedIn message, has their SMS, has their email, has them pixeled with the LinkedIn um, insight tag, which means you can retarget them when LinkedIn is on the platform and the Facebook tag. You are at a distinct advantage in accelerating your outreach and accelerating your content and back and forth between the, the, all those channels if you have them multi-channel. That is, is, is my philosophy. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. And I think yeah. it very much makes sense in in a situation where you've already, you have a proven business model, you have sold (laughs) high ticket products, and then you want to add fuel to the fire. I do believe, and I think this is where you and I are talking to different audiences, Mark. Uh, Yes, Uh, yes, yes and no. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Just just, just, just to finish this off, because I mainly work with people who are in the process of sort of validating their first uh, you know, major product, you know, or even some people who are just starting out. I just now received a very nice shout out from one of my earlier clients. She had been in uh, in employment and I helped her leave, right? So we, nice. we, we launched the first product, right? And I just got a shout out. It was really nice. Thank you, Dana. Uh, and the, yeah. So, and so there, I believe in that kind of situation, when you just want to validate, I think there it makes a lot of sense to just 
start out by messaging by doing the basics because what you teach yeah. also requires you need to take money you need to you need to you know buy ads and also there's yeah. a bit of like technically it's it's not the easiest thing it's not as easy as sending messages yeah yeah I, I agree for that for the most part in the majority of the cases that is the truth but let's just run us another scenario let's say someone is starting out and they've got a website or some form of landing page and they start posting on regularly on linkedin over the period of 12 months and every week once a week they push someone to a website let's say they get 60 or 50 for the math 50 visitors per month over 12 months that's what's that that's my math that's potentially 600 visitors to their website if they were to turn on retargeting at one two three ten dollars a day do you think there's one client in those 600 people that are visiting their website so there are some exceptions but yeah i I mostly agree with you because well, yeah, we tend to we tend to start with people that already have the offer. Awesome, yeah. good. So now that people know what you do, uh, yep. let us briefly also because we have a special guest here, Frank. Would you like to quickly tell us what you do? I invited you on because you mentioned that you even like you're booking the time just to uh, hear us talk about mindset. So I quickly mm-hmm. want to would be great if you could quickly introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I, I'm I can't wait to hear about mindset. It's uh, I think it's re- a really interesting area that everyone knows about and talks about, but mm-hmm. doesn't don't often get into the nitty gritty about. Um, and I know I have mindset work to do myself uh, starting out this year, so I'm looking forward to diving in. Uh, what I work with my wife Marcy, and we help coaches and other solopreneurs to uh, develop an unforgettable personal brand. So yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that for for the moment, I guess. And Love it. Awesome. Love it. Great. Can, can I jump in on something he said? Mm, yeah because this is is like the first step it's the thing that you have to have otherwise you've got no chance of mindset you said some really important words frank you said i know i have mindset to work and even being aware of that puts you ahead of approximately 95 i don't know i'll make it up but a lot of people because it's always the people michael do you find that say i don't need the mindset work that need the mindset work the most and having an awareness is a big advantage because it means you will move forward you know i just want to throw that out there yeah, no, it's interesting. I, do, I don't often hear that because I don't emphasize it very much in my marketing, yep. but, but I can see how many people tune out. I see, it, for example, in when sometimes I send emails and I ask people what they're mostly interested in. And I say, like, up on prospecting, social selling yeah, yeah. and content and mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one ever says mindset. So no, you're they right don't. in that you, regard. Right. You, you, yeah, you're right there. <laughs> awesome. So, Mark, what I want to start with is I really yep. like for you, like you're indelibly marked and seared into my brain from that phone call we had <laughs> in the Zoom call in, in August 2020. I had just my son was born in July. So we just had yeah, yeah. you know a newborn baby and I've been like completely discombobulated. And in our world, summers tend to be on the slow side. So basically, I have had like two months without a client and there we were i talked to you and i told you oh mark i don't have clients and so on and then you gave me a like the one of the best gentle but firm bitch slaps in my life uh, that I, got I remember that. I remember that conversation. Okay, so I would love to know if you could tell the story from your end, how it was, and what was my wrong mindset that 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 I had. Look, it, it goes back to what we just said. It it ultimately comes down to awareness. Unless we have awareness and and consciousness of something, we're not going to act upon it if we don't believe we need to. And and you at that point thought you were doing a lot of work 
uh, but you weren't, dude. You, you were not doing anything, and you did not have that awareness. And and the coaches and the mentors that always have always helped me and always helped me move forwards with, with mindset. You know, it's it. They've done all the questioning, all the coaching frameworks, but they've just said the right thing at the right time and made you aware of something you're not aware of. They've always been truthful with me, but not in an aggressive way, like hitting the table, kind of slapping me with a ruler away. They've kind of made me aware of my patterns that I've been able to see externally because self-awareness is really difficult. I wish I could step out of myself and look back at myself and tell myself what I need to know. But that's just not the nature of, of, of being human, is it? Because we all make mistakes and we all do things and we look back at them and go, I wish I hadn't done that. So it's just sometimes good coaches bring your awareness to what you need to do or what you aren't frigging doing, which was in your mm -hmm. case back then, you know, you know what I mean? Is that that? That's the best way I can describe it, I think. Nothing, nothing yeah, more to it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think for me, the main thing was I had very good reasons why I was not doing enough work. Because you asked We all me, do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You asked me how many outreaches have I done in the last couple of, you know, weeks and months. Yeah. And I actually, I ran the math. And then I told you, I remember the number. It was one and a half av on average per day. Yeah. And that was like, you, you just... They were, you went silent for a little bit and you sort of like, do you think that's enough? <laughs> and <laughs> and it kind of, it sank, sank, you know, me. And I said, yeah, but I have like, a, I have a newborn at home, you know, and there's so much to do. And I was overhauling. This, and, and then you told me, look, you're being a bit of a victim. And that was like, that kind of hit me a little bit because one of the things that I'm very mindful of, at least I thought so, is mm -hmm. I don't have a victim mentality. That's not mm -hmm. a thing. If there's a lot of things, like I blame myself. However, and that was such a key learning for me yeah. maybe frank this is something you you can take away from this it was a huge epiphany for me because you in order to be in a victim mentality you don't have to be blaming other people you can be blaming circumstances you can mm -hmm. be blaming oh i have other things to do you know and yep. so on. it's still you are responsible for your results and if you cannot organize your day so that you get those important tasks done it's your yep. fault so yeah mark can I you agree. talk to that yeah, I, I, I agree. It's it ultimately people, well, I've been going since 2017. We met in 2019. So I've been going near getting on to four and a half years. And I think the one pattern that I see from the people that come and go and the people that, you know, they burn bright, they're gone the next day versus those that continued and still around them. And Michael, you are a lot longer than the many in this industry is they have the output. It's not talent. It's not natural skill. There's always going to be some luck, but guess what? Luck is created from doing stuff. People want the business, but they don't want to do the thing they need to do to get the business. They want, it's mm -hmm. like, it's like saying, I want to lose weight without reducing calories and burning more. Good luck, unless you're going to get mm -hmm. liposuction. But do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's that constant pattern. It's in every single industry. It's like people want to be more conscious and aware. So they go and get an, a meditation for their mind instead of doing medication because it's quick. Mm -hmm. But guess what? It doesn't last. The, mm -hmm. the stuff that mm -hmm. gets the real results takes long-term consistency and output. And, and that's how it is and how it always will be. If you listen to any personal development book or you go through all the patterns tony robbins joe rogan i listen to it constantly on spotify they all say that they all say mm -hmm. that but everyone's still clicking on the person that can get them 50 appointments in two days without even logging onto their computer 
<laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And I also see that whenever I've had some mindset issues yeah. and whenever I was able to do like consistently work at a very yeah. high intensity, invariably the results yeah. followed and yeah. also not only the results followed, but also it's like my mindset issue sort of went away. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like you can really cure 90% of your mindset issues with taking action. The results in terms of revenue will follow. And yeah. as Eric Schmidt's former CEO of Google said, revenue yeah. solves all known problems or most yeah. known problems. That's <laughs> the same thing. It applies to, to, to revenue. Uh, sorry, it applies to mindset stuff. Revenue yeah. will solve most of your mindset issues. Exactly. And, and I can, can I just expand upon that? Something I've, I've learned Your recently point. and this makes sense. What, what you've said is right, because you don't learn from thinking about the thing. You learn by doing the thing. And then that feedback loop comes and you start getting results. You get more confident and you want to do more. And then it's, it's just never everlasting circle. I, I, I believe now that getting going to solve the majority of mindset problems. Actually, let me rephrase it. You don't always solve them because it's, it's not like a destination. It's a journey. <laughs> excuse, excuse the death. But it comes down to your identity and belief. Your identity is ultimately a set of beliefs. And here's the simple analogy um, a mentor said to me this year. He says, Mark, if you're in a room full of people that you respect and you want to impress, and there's a chair and you're all sitting down, would you sit down on that chair if would you take the action of sitting down on that chair if you did not expect it to support your weight? Would you sit on that chair if you expected to go flailing across the floor in front of everyone you respected? Of course you wouldn't take the action. You take an action because you believe something will work. It's as simple mm. as that. So that comes back to what you asked me to mention. Be, do, have. You have to be the person that expects something to work. And if you don't expect it to work, you need to play games with your mind like the greats do to convince your mind that it's going to mm -hmm. work because you do not do something consistently, which is inconsistent with your beliefs. That's the thing I've come to realize recently. You know, it's as simple yeah, as that. Yeah. Okay. Just to close up, because I do want to get really yeah. in depth on be, do, have. Yeah, uh, yeah. But let me first round this topic off. I yeah. do also remember in that conversation, you told me, and I believe you had been mm. in Dan Henry's program at that time. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, mentioned that, yeah. To me, and you mentioned to me, and that stuck with me as well. Uh, where you said, listen, guys like Dan Henry, and these are like people who are, you know, multi-million dollar business yeah, yeah, they yeah. have in kind of in our area. And he says, you know what really distinguishes him? It's like that he, okay, he knows he has a webinar to produce. He just sits down and grinds that thing out over a Sunday, right? And this thing is yeah. then done. It's not like for us or for like people who are at a lower level, it would be like, okay, so for three weeks they're doing this and, and then they're thinking about it, get interrupted, work inefficiently. That is the difference between the really successful people and the, the mediocre ones where the mediocre ones take forever, whereas the, the Dan Henrys of the world, they just sit down and grind this thing yeah. out. In a, in a, and this is why speed of execution and yeah. intensity and work ethic is really yeah. the thing that will get you the results. And if you get the results, 90% yeah. of, of, of mindset issues are gone. So I think that's a, it's a good rounding yeah. off on, on, on that particular yeah. topic. Can I ask yeah. you a quick question before, before, potential, sure. before we move on? Just with the, so, and maybe this will be covered by the, by the be, do, have, mm -hmm. but it's, so it's really interesting to hear what you're saying about like overcoming mindset by doing, but then you did point out that you have to believe that the doing is actually going to work. 
Mm. Um, and the example, Michael, your example was a very practical example. So when mm -hmm. it comes to more nebulous concepts, like say money mindset, how do you actually play those tricks on your mind to get yourself to believe that the doing is going to work? Um, so I just wanted to maybe ask that question or ask yes. like, will that be tackled when you go into be, do, have? So no, no, let's, let's take it down because it might lead, 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 lead into it because you said the word nebulous. That's a nebulous phrase, money mindset. What, what do you mean by money mindset? Is it a scarcity? Is it not deserving money? Is it not feeling that you can charge what you're worth? It, it could mean so many multitudes of things to, to, to different people. So it's important to go back to what we said at the beginning of the conversation and have awareness around what, what, what do you mean? What, what, what's the specifics behind that? You know, because then we can start looking at it because it's, it's, it's still the same deal. You've got to believe something in order to take the action and change it. You've got to be aware of it as well. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so are you saying then that you dig into the specifics around the issue and then you dig into the specifics around what you can do, what actions you can take repeatedly to overcome that mindset that is holding you back? Yeah, yeah, and can I just can I just dig in, in, into a, a subject on that, Michael? About um, how my my mindset has changed, and and I mean this with love and respect, right? But those questions in themselves, I would probably, if if you're a client, suggest to you that you might be overthinking. And I'll give you an example. We just moved to Florida, right? And um, so we're here on an investment visa, and we we were in Colombia a decade, and we got the visa in October. And then we were like, okay, so let's go to Florida. And then we, we were planning for February, as in next month. Back in um, last, last October, we were planning for February. And people kept saying to us things like, oh, um, no, there's a property boom. You won't find anything. You don't exist in the credit system. They can't background check you. Oh, with the kids, they'll be disrupted. Oh, what about all your stuff? How are you going to sell your stuff? How are you going to get your stuff over there? Ignored it all. We decided to literally, when all this, um, I'm not going to say the word, but it's a letter of the grief alphabet came out, right? Um, yeah. Things started getting shut down and we were like, no, we're not getting locked out of the country. So I, I realized I was caught in overthinking. And I, myself and my wife, literally, we saw a speech by the incumbent uh, president of the United States um, early that week. We said, let's go Sunday. We booked the flights. We sold what we could between, I think it was the Tuesday, the Wednesday and the Sunday. And we knew that when we get there, we'd figure it out. And guess what? When we were put in the situation to figure it out, we did figure it out. I've started to, the, the biggest difference I would say between the Mark that met Michael and, and, and the success we've had is I've started trusting myself to figure things out by putting myself in the situation. So if the money mindset is, is, is about charging enough, I'm going to put myself in the situation of saying on a call and see what happens. If the money mindset is that I always seem to be broken, I have a thermostat, we all have a glass ceiling, then I need to find a way to make myself uncomfortable to push it up. Does that make sense? And trusting myself to be in the situation in order to figure it out. I think, I know that's probably a nebulous way to answer it, but the questions you're asking, I would have asked in the past and I would catch myself now saying, no, I'm overthinking, let's just try it, you know? Great. I love that. I love that. And similarly, yeah. I also think that this is another thought, maybe from a different angle, yeah. a little bit, a little bit left field, but whenever you feel like, okay, money mindset, for example, oh, I don't know if me being on LinkedIn and starting conversations and getting people on the phone and selling them my product and getting them to pay in the first or second call, right? It's like, oh God, yeah. I don't know if I can do that, right? Then you have to think, okay, does anyone do this? And am I so much worse than they are? 
Okay. And yeah. if yes, if you believe that you are so much, not saying you, Frank, but generally, if you believe that you are so much worse than somebody else who's shown you that it works, right? It's like it's being done on a daily basis by many, many, many people. If you believe that you're so special that you cannot do this, then I would suggest that you are. It, there's a great line from Mark Manson. I hope I'm going to quote him correctly. Thinking less of yourself is a way to cop out of responsibility. <laughs> that 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 you similarly to when people believe that they are like the the best thing since sliced bread it's also you're overestimating yourself some people completely underestimate themselves and this this is part of an expression of oh i'm so special i'm such a special flower yeah yeah you know i'm like it's, so unique yeah. such a unique snowflake you nobody can possibly understand me and it's part of a victim mentality when you think you're so special that something that is being done regularly you know, on getting clients on LinkedIn, for example, just to stay with this analogy, if everybody's doing it and you're the only one who cannot do it, then I think it is part of this snowflake victim mentality that you have, that you have. Again, not uh, you uh, saying one. You uh, know? At, the, at the end of the day, if, if you're going to tell yourself a story, because unless you've, you know, got past the, the slight issue of, of, of time travel, if you're going to tell you something about the future, you may as well tell yourself something good because what's the point in telling yourself something bad? I mean, what does it achieve? Because you know the physiology, you tell yourself something bad, anxiety, you're stuck in it, it impacts your health. You may as well tell yourself something good. Do you know what I mean? What's, what's the difference? Because exactly. it, it's, it's, it's going to be self-fulfilling. Cool. Did that help, Frank? Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Awesome. Good. So, uh, Mark, Let's mm -hmm. talk about your journey, especially as far as mindset is concerned. Like, yeah, do you yeah. see your own mindset since you, you said you started out in 2017? Is that right? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. So how did your mindset evolve? I always think of, in, at least in my case, it's like it was like step changes and then maybe a slight erosion. But overall, the trajectory was up and getting better. But it's always this like step changes where there's like a couple of moments where yeah. you, you have a major epiphany. What were those for you. I, I I always like it exactly like that to learning a language. If you if you're you're watching this and you haven't learned a language, um, it's kind of not like you work, learn a word every day. You maybe you go for three months studying and you get really frustrated, and then just like one day you suddenly start understanding stuff. And I speak Spanish by the way, so I, I I've been through this experience. I kind of feel mindsets like that. All of a sudden, you look back at yesterday and 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 you can feel different, and you, you don't really know what's changed. It's just something feels different and you start looking at situations differently and you start you start training your mind and, and i think a, a lot of this comes down to how's the best way to say this without going to jargon but we're ultimately a set of programs right by the time we reach, reach 30 or 40 we're a set of programs we're a set of responses to the external environment because all mindset is is how you respond to the external environment how you respond to the situations in front of them do you if you do you see problems as a gift like tony robbins says or do you melt into the sidewalk or the pavement for our european friends as soon as you see a an issue it's about how you respond to events and all i think it is is over time you just start to train your mind it takes a while to snap out the program because sometimes it's automatic and once you step out of that program, you're like, well, I'm free. I'm not going to respond to that by getting angry. I'm going to give him space. I'm not going to respond to this troll in LinkedIn anymore. I'm just going to feel compassion for him. That, that's a classic example. I used to get really angry at people trolling me. I really did. And just one day I was suddenly like, why am I getting angry? I should have compassion for this person. 
Mm. And it was just like Absolutely. that, like that. And and I think it just it's just a cascade of them. That's what mine says, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. And so, but do you have any any specific, any kind of these kind of peak moments that you remember? Or is it more like a blur <laughs> for you where just a gradual improvement? I I think one of the most um, powerful things that, that, that we did was the uh, Joe Dispenser event. I know you're not super into Joe. No, um, no, I like him. It's just... Oh yeah, so to me a lot. So I like him. Yeah, but he we went on this week long event and he had us meditating for like minimum two hours a day. It was two four hour meditations at, at the end of the week, and you just cannot escape dealing with yourself in a way that maybe because no one wants to deal with themselves, no one wants to listen to their thoughts, no one wants to tackle the difficult issues. By human beings, by nature, we want we want things easy. But in that week, you're forced to do it. And I remember coming out of that. It was, it was 2020. It was December 2020. I remember being in kind of a daze for the rest of December. It literally took that long to get back. But when I got back, it was just like transformation. I think that's powerful. I think when I worked with the Tony Robbins coach, that was also powerful. It's always come from external, external input. There we are. There's the pattern. Now I'm processing. There's always been an external input that's broke a pattern. It's never really come from myself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. There's always an external, always exactly. an external. always an external pattern. Yeah. And this is why you had such yeah. an impact on me in August 2020, because yeah. I was just in my rut, in my mental rut. And this is why also it's so wonderful to have my wife, Anna, around, who's excellent in especially the one thing she has taught me. Uh, and it's kind of it, it comes on an ongoing basis is whenever you have a, like a series of negative thoughts, try to externalize them try to see that this is like the enemy if you see in, in religious terms you can you can like look mm -hmm. at it as the devil who's trying to sabotage you and mm -hmm. try to see it as that that this is effectively yep. not you speaking but it's like an enemy it's an inner saboteur and those are kind of like always the external things i think it's yep. really hard to break out of like a mindset a bad mindset loop completely on your own it can happen you can do it with for example, if you watch good content like YouTube videos, you mentioned Joe Rogan, Joe Dispenza, and so on, you can. Oh, However, yeah, yeah. it does not speak to you directly. Like you don't get yeah. really jolted out. You hear the things that you are open to hearing, but it does not jolt you out. It doesn't pattern yeah. interrupt. What you marked it for me was a pattern interrupt, and that was so crucial. What Joe mm. Dispenza did for you was in yeah. one way, a pattern interrupt. So I think that's why it's, it is kind of key to have a coach, I have to say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Or a, or a wife who is very good at that. <laughs> yeah. That helps. My, my wife's also so Colombian. She uh, doesn't hold back. And it sounds like Anna doesn't either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, but it's also, she doesn't hold back, but it's like she is great. Yeah. And I've invited her. I hope she'll join. Of course, she doesn't uh, hold back, but it's also that she has this these tools that help you to, for example, externalize the enemy. And she actually is able to see that in me, right? And so nice. those are the things that those nice. are the things that matter. Cool. Awesome. So that was that was a topic of, of your journey. When you I always like to look back in a bit of a longer term. So when you look back mm -hmm. those almost five years now that you've been in business, mm -hmm. where where would you say in what way are you different than you were? What are the salient points in how you are different mindset-wise? Um, that's a really good question. It's, it's belief. It's belief. I now have literally zero, zero doubt over whether I will be successful or not in terms of building a business and helping people change their lives and 
helping people grow their business. Even if that thought comes into my mind, which it does, and you've just alluded to that. We, I use the analogy of the, the two voices. Mark, Mark, you can do it, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Mark, what happens if this happens? Anyway, forget about the voice. What happens if this happens, right? We've all got that voice. Like, I now I'm like, what are you talking about? Off you go. It, mm -hmm. I don't entertain that for even a second. I would just say there is zero, zero doubt. There is absolute 100% certainty. If I decide to figure something out, I will figure it out. Um, and that was scary at first because it's, again, people talk about fear of failure. I think there's also a certain degree of uh, fear of success when you realize how powerful you are and what you can achieve with focus, what you can achieve if you put your mind to it, what you can achieve when you realize you haven't got, it's not that you don't have time. I'm yet to meet a human being on this planet that cannot find time to do something if they really want to do it. I'm yet to find that individual. I haven't got time. Let's mm. break down your week. There's always time. There's, the, 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 mm. Dr. John Martini says it, I, I, again, I can't quote it, but he says, if you are not doing something in your life, it's because you ultimately don't prioritize it enough. There's always Absolutely. enough to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Excuses, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't even listen to anymore because I don't listen to my excuses. I used to buy into people's excuses. I no longer buy into people's excuses because I don't buy into mine. And, and I think that's the best summary. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. We have. I just tried to bring Anna on, but unfortunately, baby's screaming in the background. So I don't, right. think I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. It's uh, the the kind of the not entertaining. In my case, I would say the biggest difference from where I was five years ago yeah. is focus, is really focus. I yeah. used to like, distract myself in so many different yeah, uh, avenues and paths. It just, it doesn't... Uh, you're relentless now. It doesn't dude. compare. It doesn't compare. You're, Sorry? You're relentless. I used to yeah. see, I, I still see when I'm going to sleep, Michael's posting a picture of his watch getting up. And I'm like, this yeah. dude is in, he's, this, he's prolific now, you know, yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to freaking sleep. I need to stay up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so exactly. yeah, it's impressive. Exactly. I, kudos to you, dude. It really is impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Good. So let us talk about, tell me about, um, the, the B do have, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. What does it specifically mean? So, so the thing is, it's, it sounds a little bit like some woo woo crap where you say, oh, you have to change and be a completely different person. What is that B about? Does it have to be such a fundamental change? All right. So there's so many analogies that I'm trying to wrestle with to communicate this and full transparency. I haven't yet found a way to, to communicate this in, in, in the best way, but the best one I've found so far is the car analogy, right? Because there's so many people that go from program to program. They're mm -hmm. tactic hunting. They're looking for that. They, they believe that they can get a tactic and it's going to change everything in the business. But a tactic when it comes to a business is like a car getting a paint job. The experience of driving that car is going to be the same no matter what color it is, right? You're inside it. You're driving. It's the same stereo system. It's the same everything's the same in order to get success you need to change the engine then you will get a different experience because otherwise tony robbins says it you know like you, you you know um change you don't change your relationship because if you get out of one relationship you're taking you to the next relationship there's the another analogy i haven't decided which one one, one i like but hopefully that that's communicates what i'm trying to say ultimately you need to become the person that can 
implement the tactics. You need to become the person that can invent the tactic. You need to be the person that is able to get up and go and start going and then go, this program's good. I like this tactic. But if I was to do it like this, maybe that would suit me more and work for my market better. Maybe if I was to change this slightly, and you can't do that until you're the person that can implement the tactics and the person that's got the confidence to, to do them. It's, it's not, it doesn't begin with do all the time you've got to do the do but in order to do the stuff you've got to be in that state of believing you can do it as i said so it's kind of this juxtaposition we've been covering on this call you've got to be able to do stuff but in order to do stuff you've got to be in that position that doesn't mean overthink it just means becoming the type of person that just does it figures mm. it out and tries it does that make sense absolutely and i think part yeah. of it is 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 less airy fairy than anything all like who do i want to be and so on but it's simply about i am a person who does not get distracted and who yeah, when i for example i schedule out my day of my time block planner next to me and i say what am i going to do then i am a person who follows through on what he or she says they will do yeah and yeah. that is a key part of the b that you simply are, there's a great quote from Ed Milet is confidence comes from sticking to your commitments effectively. You say you're going to do this on that day. You don't get distracted by social media. You don't get distracted by YouTube videos. You don't even get distracted by the wife who just comes in and wants some trivial thing from you that could be easily done next week. No, you follow through. And this is what gives you confidence. And you are that kind of person who follows through. This is the first stage, the B. And then mm. when you when you do the right B, you then end up doing the do and the doing the do usually ends up in leading to a half. Yeah, exactly. And you right. have what you want. You, you can't have what you want without being the person you need to be and doing the things you need to do. It doesn't work like, unless you drop up with a trust fund, but like, <laughs> that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So any, any more questions, Frank, about the topic of B do have? Yeah, well, I, I am I am kind of still um, intrigued about the uh, the B section. So I'd love to hear, like, if you had any kind of like, if you were able to take an example or, or abstract an example of Mark, maybe a client who came to you and they weren't embodying that B for themselves. Yeah. yeah. How? What are the steps that you actually could potentially go through to get them there? Well, th th there's a number of ways it can happen. Sometimes within coaching programs, people borrow the belief of the coach. They take that on. They take that identity on because this is this is the funny thing about the, the, the coaching industry because we all know, like, people just rip off people's programs. And they're like, why aren't they getting results like this? It's because they don't understand, they don't have the energy because it's, it's, it's not just having the tactic. People borrow the belief of the coach. I have no doubt when people work with Michael now, they see him getting up at 4 a.m. They see the intensity. They see that he lives who he is. They see the honesty. They see the integrity from him and they take that on themselves because here is the rub. You are a product of your environment. It's that simple. There's the, you know, you are the most five people you spend around. If you listen to this news channel, you become this person. Dogs start looking like their owners, right? It's all through life, right? You are the product of your environment. I do, you know, so sometimes people can borrow that belief. You look at what you're doing, what you're consuming. I do not spend a moment when I'm not listening to motivational moment on motivational um speeches on Spotify. Whenever I'm working, they're on nonstop. I've never got the news on. I'm always listening. I'm never on the mass media. I do not let anything get into my brain 
Because it's, it's like the people that say, I don't help with mindset. People say, oh, I don't get influenced by the mass media. Yes, you do. It's impossible. It's human nature. You're not in control of what goes in and out of your consciousness because you, that, that's how it is. So you need to start taking on the belief, changing your environment, changing the inputs. Again, you don't change your mindset by changing the outputs. There has to be a change in inputs. When a car is rolling in one direction, the only way it's going to roll in another direction if there's a force acted upon it from some external force. It's down to physics. It's the law of the universe, right? So you've got to change your inputs. That input might be a coach. That might, input might be who you're listening to. That input might be your food. That input might be who you're spending time around. That input might be your relationship. That input, but until you change them consistently over time, you haven't got a chance. That's what mm -hmm. I always start people on. You know? so, I, so, so taking that with, with the answers yeah. to the earlier questions, would it be fair to say yeah. then that, that for you, when you're working through people, the B section is almost like a diagnosis where you're diagnosing. All right. All right. The, 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 yeah. There's, there's an important lesson here. Can I do the scorpion and the frog story, Michael? Do you know the scorpion and the frog story? Of course. Because of course. You, you've, you've like, for me, I've got to choose who I can work with. Right. And who's going to get results. Because have you heard of the fable of the scorpion and the frog? I'm going to paraphrase it, right? Yeah, so yeah. for those listening, so the scorpion and the frog are on the edge of a river. And they're all, I don't know the background to the story if I've forgotten it. But to, to paraphrase, the scorpion says to the frog, look, we're in trouble here. Can you help me get across the, the, the river? I'll jump on your back. And the frog says, no, no, no. I, um, I, why, why would I do that? You'll sting me. And, and the scorpion's like, well, why would I sting you? Because if I sting you, we're both going to drown. Because you'll drown and I drown because I can't swim. So anyway, they get in the river and they're halfway across the river. The scorpion stings the um, the uh, frog and they both drown. And as they're going under the water, the frog says, why do you do that? It's my nature. I believe, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. You've, there's some people that cannot be shifted. There's some people that are so far gone. I believe everyone can, but sometimes it takes a, it takes a diagnosis of a serious illness, a, you know, some sort of life-changing event to snap people out. That was the case with me to a certain degree. But um, you've got to choose the clients that are able to make that change. And, and you, for example, just from the language on here, I can see it. Just from the thing you said in the very first sentence you said at the beginning, I know I need to improve my mindset. Again, I go to Microsoft. So many people don't have that. And so, so that mm. is probably not the answer you're looking for, but you've got to start with the right people and then just get them moving in the right direction. And that's a lot easier, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and no, I think Thank you. to, to yeah. riff on this, one of the things that I believe that helps a lot in these kind of programs is when you do take one-on-one -on -one time with them, of course, you cannot do this eternally if you want to run a profitable business. But I, for example, I had a very good experience with uh, one of my clients who I've helped mm -hmm. uh, recently about his mindset. He, like, he lacked confidence on sales calls. So we went through one of his sales calls. Yep. He actually did a transcription because he's doing them in a different language that I don't speak. Yep. So we did a transcription of it. And I realized, oh, my God, he's being the completely submissive lapdog talking way too much. And just mm. me reflecting this back to him, seeing how he acted in real life, that was like, it was an epiphany mm. for him. It was also a pattern interrupt. He never believed that he he's a very experienced businessman and so on. But I realized he's really being way too submissive. So these kind of pointing out and doing those pattern interrupts, provided that they come into the program with um with an attitude like you have, Frank, namely the I know I need to improve on my mindset. That's when it can happen. When you have these two ingredients, the pattern interrupt and the openness to being challenged. And especially if they have a tendency to be easily offended, forget it. Then that's it's over, right? Then then you can never 
be frank uh, with them and yeah. uh, and they will never change. There's, there's a prime example yeah. of this is the guy in my program at the moment. He, we, we had to have a, um, a clear the air conversation, shall we say, because mm. I challenged him on the calls and I challenged him on the calls and he got angry. He got upset. And I, I, I spoke to him offline. I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. And this is, this is an example of the two ways it can go. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to get to the point where you're not going to be able to come on the calls if, if you're going to react like that, because it's not a good energy to get angry at me and, and frustrated. And, and look, there's no hard feelings we can, we can talk about if you don't want to do it. And do you know what he said? He said, right. And I didn't even realize it. And, and, and look, I need to start reacting differently. And he's now booked four calls in the last week. He's on fire, right? Sometimes you need people, people need to be aware of how they're reacting because we can convince ourselves that we're taking on information. We can convince ourselves that we're listening, but sometimes we're not, you know? And it's, cool. it's, it's, really, it's really important. Good. Well, we will have to wrap up soon as Mark needs to leave. So if you have any questions for Mark, for myself, or Frank, uh, drop them in the comments. In the meantime, last question from me, Mark. You, I found it interesting that you said that from a certain revenue level onward, most of the really best coaching that you get is not about tactics, it's not even about strategies, mostly about mindset. Could you elaborate on that? Why do you think that is? Mm. Yeah, I have a pattern now. I will not buy a um, program that's based around a tactic. I'll read the book or <laughs> listen to the podcast because all I need is the one idea. I just need the outline of the tactic or the idea and I can implement it myself. Anything that's based, a, a classic example of this is, is, is YouTube ads, right? I've done so much paid advertising now. I will not spend 10 grand, 15 grand on a YouTube ads program. I can take a Udemy course and figure it out or I can read the book and figure it out just because the majority of it is going to be click here, click there, set up this conversion. The targeting, it's all free available information. I recommend to everybody here, you invest in, in programs that, that it's not just a tactic, it's a strategy. If it's based around a single tactic and a single platform, you can get that information from a book, mm -hmm. especially if okay. you're not getting access to the business owner, you know? So when somebody, I find this an interesting thing, when somebody believes, okay, I really need to work on my mindset, what are the criteria they should apply to looking at potential coaches to work with? What should they be looking at? In your opinion, um, I would I would say they probably need to do a few calls and find someone they drive with energetically mm. and someone they feel comfortable with and someone's got some sort of methodology and, and that methodology is not being like I left corporate now I'm a mindset coach not not like someone with real experience right you know I'm the mindset ace you have to look at their results and their value system in life look where they are mm. you know that, that, that's it I I would I 100% agree I do believe to make it a bit more specific. I would yeah. simply say they need to be at a revenue level that is considerably above you and they need to be able to formulate a, their mindset hypothesis needs to be very clear and need to be compelling. You need yeah. to see it in their free content. And this is where I'm a real like materialist. The revenue level that they are at, they need you need to want to aspire to that. I don't think you, if you're a yeah. half a million dollar entrepreneur, you will not get the right mindset from somebody who's at a hundred thousand. Sorry, I know that sounds harsh, but it's just yeah, they need I, to be I, a considerable I, level above you. I, I agree on that. And it's always a controversial post in the group. You know, can you learn to do it from yeah. someone that hasn't made it? I like whatever you like, people have got a million opinions. I, I won't hire someone that hasn't got the results I want done. That's my rule. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. you cannot lead where you have not been. You cannot teach what you do not go. No, that's my rule. Exactly. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I think there's a great point to, to end on. 
Uh, any last question, Frank? Or... No, that was, that was uh, fantastic. Really, really enjoyed that. So thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much, Mark, for coming on. Love Take it. care, everyone. All right. Yes. Bye. Bye. The State of Client Acquisition is a Content360 production. Music by Gavin Knox Grand. To sign up for alerts and to submit written and audio questions, go to stateofclientacquisition.com.